See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. Thank you all for listening, all you out there in podcast listener land. My name is Mao, and we have... Dr. Morbius. Dr. Morbius. The evil Dr. Morbius. Word. Yes. And, uh, oh, word. Dusting it off early, I see. <laughs> all right. And uh, if... You're listening to Slow Robot A Go Go, show number 27. And this week, we bring you the one, the only, the incomparable... Tales from the Crypt? No, not quite. Tales from the... Uh, um, uh, hmm, other side of the tracks? Tales from the... No, uh... Um... Tales... Crib! No? Oh, welcome to my crib, MTV? No, um... Uh, Word, homie, it's Tales Word. from the Hood, y'all. Yeah, what's up? Shit, I'm Crazy K and shit. <laughs> okay, Crazy K was the smallest man I've ever seen on film in my life. He but was anyway, bad. We're, we're though, gonna, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. They're, at the last thing, they're carrying him around. I'm like, that guy's like a tiny little tiny man. He's probably like 80 pounds, you know, at most. Yeah, he's a little person. <laughs> yeah, but a mean little person. <laughs> Anyway, all right, before we get into all that, I'll start doing the annual shilling that I have to do. Okay, so please make sure that you send us emails, questions, comments, concerns about the show, what you'd like to see us do, all that good stuff. At, I'll pause for drama, and you can get a pen and a pencil. Okay, Z-E-N-B-O-N-E at Hotmail.com. And put something like Slow Robot in the... In the uh, or a podcast, either one of those, put those into the, uh, yeah, what's that thing called? Uh, subject line. And then send us an email and let us know what you think. Or got me there for a wow, second. Wow, sorry. Yeah, he's over there petting the cat. He's like, I don't, I'm not even listening to what the hell you're saying. <laughs> so anyway, and um, you can also check out uh, my other podcast. It is at bunchofdorks.com. Uh, please subscribe and follow to follow Slow Robot A Go Go on iTunes or, uh, of course, bunchofdorks.com. And all that good stuff. And what do you got going on there? We Dr. got Morbius? that. We, we got that there. Um, two Dimension podcast. The podcast with no direction. We got a great new show where we say lots of bad words, so you might want to check it out. Yes, I heard that one got a little bit crazy. Yes. Have you done one since then? Yeah, we got another one in the can, as they say. Ah, wow, dusting off all that high tech lingo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you like what? Well, now your elbows. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> How apropos, <laughs> as I'm forming an, an Elvis punk band as we speak. <laughs> That's going to be a train wreck word. An awesome train wreck. <laughs> but let's not care about that. Let's care about what the, the, the matter at hand. Yes. Now, I basically thrust this upon uh, Dr. Morbius saying, we got to watch this. And then I was like, and I immediately went over to Best Buy uh, oh, online, of course. Because for some reason, this beloved movie of mine, of course we're talking about Tales from the Hood, uh, was I think a 1994, yep. 92, 94, 94. Um, it was one that me and, uh, I used to do a TV show uh, on public access, and me and my co-writer, for some reason, watched this often. <laughs> I mean, like, I knew the words to every word, I, I don't, and I never bought it, and I don't know how we ended up watching it. I don't know if I had a VHS tape, or I don't know if we just... When we got sick of doing the bad movies... Beers we were involved, Beers right? were... Lots of beers were always okay, involved. Yeah. So, I, believe it or not, I didn't get, have the DVD. And it was probably one of those things where, oh, if you can quote every line, it's a little bit hard to justify going to buy the DVD. You know what True. I mean? Like, if I watched the VHS 90 times, well, you know. So, yeah. anyway, long story short, I basically strong-armed Dr. Morbius into doing this <laughs> this movie... <laughs> and then I don't even have it to watch it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go buy it because I wanted to buy it anyway. And guess what? It was a bitch to find, wasn't oh, it? Oh, guess what? This is one of those that uh, was done for one run, and then it, now it's for $89 on eBay, and Amazon. no one can find it. And oh, my God. It's, you know, it's a, it's a $6 movie all day long. Yeah, they right. just haven't reprinted it. Yeah. And And to be honest, those $60 ones, nobody's bidding on those. I mean... No. When there's one that's just uh, on eBay that's just uh, started for 99 cents, they go for 10 bucks. 
Yeah, right. I mean, that's what it is. It's a ten dollar movie. There's just no. There's just none of them out there. So I go on to Craigslist and just type it in, and come to find out some guy that has like this gigantic lot of DVDs that's in there. So I write him and say, uh, you know, I know you want to get two hundred fifty dollars for your big pile of DVDs, but would you sell one? <laughs> and 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 this was going on forever, like back and forth, and you know, I don't know. Things aren't very easy on Craigslist. So in that time, Doctor Morbius says, "Hey, I found one here, you know, right, uh, um, because you had one for you, and yeah, and then yeah. you you made a copy for me so I could do it for the show." Well, lo and behold, come Monday, I uh, met with a guy after work, and I ended up buying it. So I now have the official, you know, DVD release, which the real deal, the real deal, and uh, and it cost you a lot of money too. Yeah, right, eight (laughs) eight dollars American. He actually said five, and because I put him through so much torture, I said I'll give you a couple bucks for meeting me. That's nice of you. Well, you know, I don't want to rip anybody off, and you know, whatever. It's not as soon as it comes out on Blu-ray. They'll sell that for seven dollars, yeah. and the DVD will be worthless. But whatever. Yeah. So, um, I was very curious though, because I do have such admiration for this movie, and it's one of those that I've watched so much, I love it. Blah blah blah. I really was curious as to your impressions. So, before we get into breaking down the movie, what were your impressions when you watched this movie? Well, I went into this without any any expectations. I just yeah. said, okay. I'm just gonna watch it. Other than my undying admiration um, that I, I like, I poured upon you, like, oh, it's so funny and so good. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go into it like thinking it's the greatest movie because then I'll get like a toot on it or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So of course, when I'm looking at the credits, I see the name Spike Lee and I get a semi toot there. Yeah. But I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we all know okay. we're the devils. White, white folk are the devils. We get it. All yeah, right. and, and that and the fact that it's probably gonna have some seriousness to it and Dr. Morbius just likes things real stupid you yeah. know <laughs> hey you're like hey the gorier and dumber the better for me yeah you know plus boobs but anyway <laughs> um, yeah, this was a very boobless this outing is boobless, this was a boobless <laughs> yeah this hour is, and a half of movies yeah this is no no boobs even one girl was kind of slutting it up a little bit like here we go yeah no boobs boobless no, no completely boobless. but at any rate so um you know, I, I go, okay, I'm going to watch this, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's hit and miss for me. I like some of it, and some of it I don't like. I can, uh, I like the homage to Tales from the Crypt, at least the movie, because it's got yeah. the same... Oh, it's, it is exactly... Framing thing. Everything. It's exactly set up. I think now there's four sections, and it's all kind of cobbled together in this story um, that, that is kind of helped along... Uh, in the framework of almost the Crypt Keeper. But in this yeah. case, the Crypt Keeper <laughs> is Clarence William III. Link from Mod Squad. He is off the yeah. charts. Yeah, he's the he, best thing. He is so insane in this movie. You, At one point, he's smoking a cigar. He puts a lit cigar into his j- smoking jacket and turns around <laughs> and is like, come with me and look at this thing. And he, his pocket's still smoking. Oh, I don't know if they told him to do that. I don't think so. I think he was so crazy. Like, he is... The, the, the beginning of this movie, there's three... And Okay, in case you didn't get it. Um, this is a an African-American version. An urban. An urban... Okay, urban version of Tales, Tales from, from the, the Crypt. Crypt. Yeah. Because in reality... Um, this should have been a gigantic hit. I don't know if it was or not. I haven't looked on IMDb yeah, I don't yet. Know. Because um, much like Kung Fu, like hip-hop culture also likes like horror movies. Oh, big time. You yeah. know, so this seems like it would be a perfect marriage, you know. Yeah. And it had a, a lot of very prominent actors in it. Yeah, David Allen so, Greer. David Allen Greer. And at this time, he was never... He, he never played... No, it. he was in Living Color. He was Mr. He, funny Man. He was funny, and he played like that wholesome guy, and he played a mean yeah. son of a bitch in this movie. Yeah. I uh-huh. mean, wow. So that seeing that was a shocker. Like, I remember... I even remember that. The first time he saw him, I was like, what? Like... Was in Living Color on around that time? Around yes, 95? yes, yes, okay, yes. Yeah. So, so was, it was just crazy. Okay. So... And and I did just kind of glance over at the IMDb, and it did make money. It it's budgeted for approximately six million, and it made eleven, grossed eleven. Yeah. Now, gross or net, what does that mean? This I think I think uh, gross means the, all the all the uh, what you call it, all everything. the money, everything combined, the ticket sales. Net is after you take the six million out. Yeah. Right. So it, okay, so it grossed eleven million. It net five. It million. grossed out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was grossed out. This is one of those movies. Um, and okay, sorry. So basically. These three gang members, and this was like almost the height of the Crips and Blood stuff, and, and 
Like, this is when gangs were really prevalent, and they really kind of had that stereotypical look. Yeah, the like, guy has that Tupac Yeah, the thing Tupac. On. One guy ha- is shaved head, and he has the Tupac thing, which yeah. I thought he was one of the guys from Onyx, but he wasn't. And then the <laughs> other guy was... Um, I don't know. So they they just look, they looked very gangster, but one of them looked like kind of like a fashionable gangster. One of them looked like a normal person. One of them looked straight up thug life. You yeah. know, he had that uh, old English font across his stomach that said thug, thug life. Yeah, they never yeah. showed it, but you just knew it was there. It was there. Yeah, you have to see it. <laughs> I didn't have to Trust see it. Us. I knew it was there. And he probably had some gold grill. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no doubt. So they go in. True there. that. <laughs> they go in there to. They're going to get. This these drugs, which they always refer to as the shit. Yes. They got to go get the shit. <laughs> and that basically the story is this this uh, funeral home, the the guy who runs the funeral home, uh, Sims, Mr. Sims. That's right, Sims. Funeral yeah. taker Sims run, found the shit, and they are going in there to get it. So they come up, and it's at night, and they're acting... One of them is acting really tough. The other one wants no part yeah, of it. Yeah, right. He's like, nah, do we <laughs> really have to go here? Yeah, they're sitting there getting really high. They're passing around a blunt. Right. And they basically, they're like, the one guy, does. he's like scared. He doesn't want to even go in there. And then like, and the other guy's like, come on, you know, he's being really tough. And they all have guns and everything like that. So they knock on the door and as they're approaching it, it's windy and, and it's the straight up like organ. Cranking right. on the organ like that's that, just the old... The magic Lowry organ that you saw in the malls back in the, the 70s or 80s. Standard, or and, then, and it is just hammering that I'm a funeral home tune, you know. Yeah. And, jamming. Uh, yeah, he's jamming. And and I, I swear, I think they ring the doorbell, and the organ's still playing, and he, and he opens the door. <laughs> scares the crap out of him. He scares the crap out of him. The one guy turns around and, like, knocks himself out. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> so, the one that wants no part of it. And, well, before that, they... It, Okay, he was really scared to go in. I, this is like a scene I have to talk about because it was it made me laugh so hard that there's the thug guy, there's the the preppy guy, and then there's the 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 one that's scared. And he's like, "Well, I'll just stay outside and watch your back." Like he doesn't want to go in. He just wants to stay outside to, in case someone comes to shoot him. And he's like, and then he's like, "Stop being," you know, the thug's like, "Stop being such a sissy." You know, just come in. If somebody, you know, if something dead comes after you, just kill it. And he's like, well, well, wait a minute, how are you going to kill something that's already dead? And then the, <laughs> the, the the middle guy, who's really high, goes, yeah, that's like free fried beans. Why don't you just oh, fry gosh, it right the yeah. first time? <laughs> like, he says some expletives, but, like, it's just, like, stoned, stupid humor. But in the middle of this thing, like, of this, this getting ready to go shoot, it was very, uh, I don't know, it was just good. So, enter Clarence Williams III. And oh my God! Overacting from this point on, he is just like I—I I don't even know how to describe his acting in this. Like it's just insanity. It's like his eyes are bugging out. Yeah, he's, he's got this afro out. sticking out. He's, he's all like he's giddy. unkempt, and he sometimes he's nutty and laughing, and sometimes he's going yes, like he's screaming. He's at on him, crack like or something. Yeah. yeah, something. It's so great. It is literally like you're watching this performance, and I'm like, wow, this is like if Robin Williams and like. I don't know, Jack Nicholson just, like, did crack together and made a baby, and this is the baby, <laughs> except the baby's even crazier, you know. And, and you're just watching, you're like, wow, this is awesome, you know. Yeah. And, of course, he's he's walking these three in in through this... Uh, yeah, through the parlor. Through the poop parlor. parlor through, and, you know. And the whole time they're like, so you found the shit? And he's like, ah, yes, the <laughs> shit. Like, and, he's like, he, and he has this big cigar, and he's blowing smoke in their faces and doing stuff that makes them very uncomfortable. And, they come, and he opens up a casket. And right. this, is, this is how the story unfolds, because there's four stories. And, and basically, each one, he, he pulls like a curtain back to reveal a... Uh, where people would sit to to mourn, you know, or whatever, and right. and that's where this is. That's where the, each each coffin is a dead person. Each dead person is the story that he's telling us. So right off the bat, I mean, very well thought out. I mean, of course, like you said, it's a Spike Lee thing, so you know, us white folk are in for a real ass kicking. It's that's not even well, like black a, folks oh, get it too. In yeah, this. and it's it, equal opportunity. Yeah. yeah, this one is a little bit more equal opportunity. Yeah, like we're not bit. quite as demonic as usual. You know, I mean, usually yeah. if you watch a Spike Lee thing, you know, 
there, we are worse than Hitler. There ain't I mean, no good in this movie. Yeah, white folk are really getting, you know, we are the worst of the worst. The devil. Uh, but, <laughs> but in this so one, speak. everyone gets it. So what, now, now the four stories. Well, the first one is the one Clarence, right? Yes. Yeah, the the cop. The cop, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So He introduces them to Clarence, who's in the coffin. Right. And, and it's like what they're at the they're 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 busting a, a guy on the street, the police are. Uh, yeah. See now there's yeah the whole setup is Clarence is he's like an activist and a councilman or right he's, he's a go yeah, he's in the government he's like yeah he's um and he's going against police brutality that's his that's his thing yeah and, and of course this is a black activist almost like you want to say like a Martin Luther King's but not, I mean like like a lower level like. A, Jesse a, Jackson, yeah, yeah, or aspiring, like that. wants to do good for the community, looking out for the African American community, and and the cops are pissed, and the cops are pissed. So three good old boy white cops, Wings Hauser from like a bunch of like Mutant Hunt and a bunch of oh, yeah, B movies, yeah, the guy yeah. with the curly hair, he's always he, looks like a jackass. He, he's always a great jackass. Yeah, he he reminds you of uh, Sid from the WWE. Yeah, yeah the guy go. that died, but yeah, like I mean, he's like, and the who, the one who's a, the drug. Like the thin, weird drug dealer guy. Who? I don't know. I really didn't know who he was. He's a sketchy, squirrely-looking dude. You know what I mean? Like he's like a, a Buscemi type, but not as good. Yeah, yeah not, not Buscemi type. Yeah, exactly. And so, and you know what? One before I get into this more, I liked all the casting in this. Yeah. Like I thought you could obviously tell this was mostly soundstage. It, like the graveyard and the houses and stuff. Yeah. Mostly you're dealing with a soundstage. It's very obvious, but it doesn't so much detract. No, because this is also the age of no CG. When they smashed a cop car, the cop car was smashing into a wall. It wasn't, yeah. you know, no no bullshit. So I kind of like actually like that a little bit more. Anyway, so the whole the whole premise of this is you have an evangel or evangelist Jesus. You have a uh, a guy politician a politician that's working for the the good of the community, the black community. And there's three good old boy white folk and one kind of like rookie black cop. Right. So there's four cops involved. And the cops, the white cops, pretty much get him, beat the living shit out of him. Um, tell the tell the uh, Clarence, the the black yeah, the cop, black go cop. back in the car and, and look him there. up. Yeah, yeah just, look look up his who he is, and then we'll take care of this. And and they proceed to beat the living hell out yeah, of him. Yeah. And then they um, shoot him full of drugs and drive his car into the into the bay. Into the bay. Off yeah. off. You know, it's like that typical, like the, the dock. Pier, yeah, yeah, like the, the pier, dock. the dock, and there's like you know, it looked. It looked like a cross because they did that in the first Dirty Harry movie. Remember that where <laughs> yeah. like where he's driving and he went off the thing. And anyway, yeah. So um, so they kind of after that incident. Well, I think Clarence freaks out. Yeah. Well, and and he, it goes like, it kind of fast forwards a couple a year. Yeah, to him like oh, with the bottle. It, it's like he says like uh, like I think it's like ten months or something like that because it's the yeah. one year anniversary. It's coming up on the one year. Yeah, anniversary. yeah, yeah. He's and drunk Clarence on the is uh, drunk. He's quit the force. He's quit the force. He's a drunk, and he starts having these hallucinations uh, from that guy, from the politician. So, um, and the politician basically is is saying you have to come. Um, Martin Morehouse is the name of the guy. Yeah, and yeah. Tom Wright, played by Tom Wright, he's basically saying you have to make this right. You you didn't. Yeah, there, his, there's like a painting of him on the wall. Yeah, and screaming. it like talks to him, screaming, yeah. and it like talks to him, and and yeah, since the guy's drunk, you don't know if he's hallucinating or this is real or what's going on. Yeah. So basically, um, so and he, he's 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 walking around, and then like I think he ends up in the graveyard. Yeah, he, he where he says I'll bring them to you or whatever. And then all of a sudden, here comes the three, you know, yeah. jerk-off so, cops. Yeah, somehow he gets the three very terrible cops uh, to meet him at the at, for their one-year anniversary at the graveyard. Right. And he's drunk off his ass. He did play a kind of a bad drunk. Yeah. He, yeah. Drunks are much more... As being one, I'm much more incoherent <laughs> than that guy. Like, when I'm really hammered, I'm not going to stagger around with a bottle and be like... People would be like, what is he even saying? They wouldn't even understand because they'd be like, I'll tell you a thing or two and, you know, just go off on some tangent. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I mean, for for, for plot reasons, he has to be a little more yeah, on the exactly. ball. Yeah, exactly. So the cops basically say, screw you, and then they go and they piss on the, the, the dead Yeah, they're, they're like, grave. they're like, uh, where's his grave? And he goes, over here, we want to see his grave. Yeah. And then they go, okay. They're going to kill him. Yeah, they're going. They're, they're actually, going to kill him. Yeah. They're actually going Clarence. to kill Clarence, the the, the ex cop. But think, before they piss on the guy's yeah, grave, they think he's going to talk, so they're going to kill him. And then before that, of course, being the white devils they are, yeah. they have to piss on the 
on, on the, the, the um, you know the politician's grave, the councilman's grave. Right. So Wingshauser like you know whips it out. Thank God, you know, yeah. from, <laughs> from behind shot. Yeah, you know. if there's no boobage, there yeah, there's really yeah, no sorry, dickage yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, so. so at any rate, he pisses on, and he's like, okay, to the to the older guy, it's your turn now. So the guy goes, I don't want to. Yeah, and so the guy doesn't want to do it. So Wingshauser goes, you got to do it. He's like, jeez. Oh, so he can't go. He's sitting there trying to pee. And I kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah. This but was, it's still this, cool. This though. wasn't really a shocker. But yeah, uh, no, You knew something was going to happen. Yeah, of course. Because, you know. It is Tales from the Hood after and all. And Whitey's going to get his comeuppance because that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just the way So it is. at any rate, he's sitting there and all of a sudden out of the grave a hand pops out and <laughs> grabs Officer uh Officer, Officer Ding Dong, White, De- White Devil One. He grabs him and he starts. Um, he pulls him down. And he like smashes his head against the gravestone. Yes, and then he he does. This is almost kind of normal anymore, where he, they they pull them down into the grave. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And that creates some kind of an evil explosion. Yes, I, you know that we've seen that a lot. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I know. I hate when you're walking through the graveyard and, and then they just the explosions happen without like the bodies and you're like, yeah, oh, come on, nice. man, I'm just trying to, you know, walk chilling, my dog. I'm know, just, you know, yeah. I, but but yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, at this point, the uh, the two white cops freak out and the black cop uh, Clarence is like, I brought them to you, you know, thinking that everything's all good now with his homie. Yeah, and and <laughs> so. and and then uh, and then the councilman like comes out of the grave and he's all like, you know, rotted or yeah, a year's worth of. He's still in good shape, time, though, time for in the ground. Year, yeah. yeah, he's pretty rotted He's out. Michael Jackson thriller level of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, thriller. He can still dance a little bit if he has to do that shuffle thing, but, you know, yeah. he's a little slow. And the two uh, the two white cops freak out at this point, and I mean, they, like, lose it. Yeah, they get in the car. The the curly-haired goon really freaks out, and then the, the seedy, like, Steve Buscemi wannabe is kind of like, you gotta calm down, you know. He, he's trying to calm everything down still, and the other guy's just lost it, you know. Right. So they shoot. They're shooting, and they're actually like shooting their gun at at the the tombstone. Right. Which I'm like, uh, right. That's uh, kind of waste of whatever. Bullets, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so they get, cops. they get to the car, and, uh, and they're the, taking off. And they're they're taking off, and lo and behold, the, uh, the the congressman zombie is is right there. He's like hanging on. He's like, yeah. He's like <laughs> knocking on the door, like in. Uh, not a living dead, you know, one of those deals. Or the, the, the window, the, yeah. you know. When he jumped on it, I was waiting for them to, like, turn the windshield wipers on and, like, you know, yeah. squirt him in the face. That isn't funny. Yeah. But anyway, so they, 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 they can't escape him, no matter how fast they're driving. And, and right at this point, they're swerving around and slamming into cars and, like, screaming. And, and no matter how fast they drive, he's still right in their rearview mirror. Right. One of those things where he's supernaturally pursuing, which is, it's very cool. I, I kind of like this section. Because uh, the cop car is just getting destroyed, smashing into cars, you know. And uh, they he he rips he he jumps on top of the car, and the zombie pulls the 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 curly haired cop Wingshauser. Yeah, Wingshauser. He pulls him out and de- and decapitates, decapitates him. him yeah. So at this point, now it's just Clarence, the the black cop who is not in the car or anything like that. He's yeah, he's, he's back, and the other one, the, yeah, the C. Buscemi wannabe. And uh, so. Steve Buscemi shoots the car, and it goes up into, like, this gigantic fireball. Right. Cars don't really do that. No, um, only in movies. Yeah, only in movies. So, And at this point, he thinks he's okay. Lo and behold, he turns around. He's not okay. Zombie's there. And zombie, how do you describe this? Crucifies him with... Yeah, he basically crucifies him on the wall, and then he throws, like, syringes at him. Yeah, he, he crucifies him with drug needles. Drug needles, yeah. On that wall with his... Martin Luther King painting yes, style thing. Right, right. And then the cop melts and becomes part of the mural. Yeah, he does. The last one goes right in his mouth and he makes him like melt or something. It's weird. He melts into the wall and then he becomes kinda, part of the becomes, mural. Becomes part of the mural, which is a pretty neat effect for the time. Um, now people will be like, oh, that looks so dumb. But at the time, it was like the wax, the melting wax face from Indiana Jones. And then it kind of reversed. And when it reversed out, he was part of the mural, which was very cool. Um, nice effect. And I'm sure it took somebody a lot of time to do that. Yeah, draw. So, so basically, then all that's left is Clarence. Well, yeah, Clarence and the the, con- the councilman tells him, you know, yeah. you could have done something before, you know that. Yeah, why didn't you save me? Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. then it pans out, and, and Clarence he's in the nut house. He's in the, the nut end. house, 
which I'm not sure how he ended up in the... In Dead. Dead, but they don't... I mean, at this point, you know, you just make the leap, you killed him. Yeah, exactly. Off you go. Yeah. So that was the first story. Nice, like a pretty tight story. In, like, it had the zombie stuff. It had, it had enough for you... A typical um, Tales from the Crypt type story. Yeah, and that's what this is. You have to go in to saying, look, this is just a Tales from the Crypt style. No, 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 like one section you'll probably like more than the other, that kind of thing. But none of them are going to be Academy Award winners. None of them are going to be terrible. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. So anyway, now you go, of course, you go back to the Clarence Williams the third in the funeral home. And the, the, the thugs are kind of like getting a little bit antsy at this point because they realize things are getting a little bit stranger than yeah they want the shit they want the shit and they're like ah, 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 ah. like <laughs> he does this laugh he does like a couple of things that over the years i've imitated because <laughs> i've loved them so much and they are they're so funny to me that i just can't uh you know i just can't ever let go of them they're hilarious to me and his performance just it's one of my favorite performances of nut job <laughs> on in movie that I've that I've ever seen, like I can tell you don't you're not as enamored as I am. Oh no no, I thought it was hilarious. Because I was watching this, I was just like, oh my god! And the thug is always like pretending to be tough, and he but he screams and they jump back like three feet, like you know he'll he'll be like because uh, I, I remember him from the Mod Squad, and he was so serious all the time. You see yeah. him like chewing up the scenery like this is <laughs> like awesome. Whoa. So then we go into the second one. The child and, abuse one. Yeah, the child abuse one. And that, this one was... Well, he, at first he says, well, here's the next person, but he's not going to... He sh- opens up the coffin and they all go, ooh, but he doesn't show them what's they don't, in it. Yeah, they don't reveal it, which is kind of cool. Because totally. at the end, you would have been like waiting for it. Now, so yeah, instead, yeah, they don't give it away. They did. This is well done, you know. So in this scene, they basically were introduced to David Allen Greer. So, oh, yeah, and you're... And, we're also introduced to like a, the character starts with a little boy and the teacher. And I didn't know this, but the teacher with the dreadlocks, a director. Yeah, he's the director. He Rusty Cundiff. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah. so that was kind of cool. And he was a pretty good actor. He was. It, he was he, good. He didn't detract. You know, like if you see, like from Dust Till Dawn. No, you know, Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah he, he, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, actually, I, I'm I didn't not hate on. I didn't, I didn't mind him as a psychopath in Dust Till Dawn. It was no, just no, 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 but. Some when it changed. Other, yeah, some of the other ones have been like... Okay, yeah, you know, lame-o. Does, does the thing out there say dead black guy storage? You know, and yeah. I, I'm not going to use the N-word on there, but, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So anyway, and this is also the scene where we're introduced to evil da- uh, Alan, David Alan Greer. Right, right. And but at the time, this was shocking. I mean, to me at least, and, and to people that I talked to about it, it was very hard to see him in this role because he was... Not was he still is, but he he's like one of the more beloved characters. I mean, he's goofy, know, and and when you see him, he's like he's he's always kind of the silly guy or the nice guy, you know. So in this one, he was a real monster. Well, well, the kid, <laughs> the kid's an abused kid, and and it seems like the teacher's kind of like finding out hey, why do you have like a black guy? Why do you have this? And he's right. telling he's him, like, coming in with broken hurt or bruises and stuff like that. And he says it's the monster, and he's always drawing. He's drawing kid, a kid's monster. Always drawing so. And then I think the kid actually, like, on, on the second day, because he's a new kid at school, he gets a crap beat out of him by some of the kids, because, of course, you're the new kids, so you're going to get the pee beat out of you. Yeah. And then um, he goes to the uh, nurse, and they, you know, they tend to his wounds, and they go, well, what's this other thing here? And he's like, you know. Oh, I uh, fell down, or whatever. Yeah. He's just making the typical mistake. Or the, yeah. Like, um, not mistake. Typical abuse kind of Like person. lies, just bullshitting about it, you know. Yeah. So uh, the teacher's, like, you know, kind of... You know, you know, questioning what's going on. So the kid goes on, you know, goes home, and I think the teacher shows up at his house like a day or two later to find out what what's yeah, happening. He actually goes there. He's, he's concerned enough because he starts drawing those pictures. And yeah, right, like, right. Oh, but before he goes to the house, the kid that beat him up, he's saying, "Who's this?" And he's like, "That's a monster." And he's like, right, "Who's right. this?" And he's he's Terrell. He's the one who bro- beat me up, and he takes. T- the the kid pick, takes a picture of Terrell and crumbles it up. That's right. I and, forgot about that. And uh, and like he keep he like smashes it, you know. Right. And then we quick cut to that kid apparently collapsed and fell down numerous stairs and is in an ambulance. That's right. With all of his bones broken, and you go, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty odd coincidence, isn't it? So yeah. then now we go to the t- the the t- the kid's house. So. And then, you know, the, the the teacher shows up and he 
he goes to the mom that's not expecting him, and he's like, yeah, I want to talk about him. And she's kind of like, I think she takes a liking to him a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. Let's just say she's rubbing her legs together like a cricket in the yeah. summer, <laughs> all right? She's, she's all over this guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, they start, they get to talking about, you know, what, uh, about he's worried about, you know, the the young boy and, you know, because she's like, why? He goes, well, he keeps drawing these pictures of the monster and she's like, well, you know, tells him, I don't want you to, you know, I really wish you wouldn't talk about this or anything right. like she's that. Right, she wants us to stop. Like, yeah. She has the battered wife syndrome. Yeah. You can tell, like... And they live in a nice house, so maybe that has part to do with it or something. Yeah, because that is a very nice house. It wasn't a real nice house that he was visiting. So. The, oak, the oak doors and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It wasn't the hood. <laughs> Even though the tale was from the hood. The hood, yeah. Yeah, so, so anyway, um, at this point, the the father, David Allen Greer, comes home. And he's very... Cold like, and kind of nasty. Yeah, he's very mean-spirited. Even the little stuff he says, you can tell he's he doesn't take very much from anyone, you know. So he, he like, one of the funniest things was he's sitting there and um, they get a drink... And David Allen Greer sitting at the table, and the the, the director I forget what his name is Rusty Cundiff. Cund- well, Rusty is sitting at the sitting. The, he was the, the teacher. The teacher. The teacher sitting there having a drink, and he's going. And he in mid drink, David Allen Greer goes, "Okay, I'll take care of it. Would you see him out?" And he, yeah, <laughs> he like he he actually like kind of looks at his glass a little bit, like what the hell? And he just like sets it down and leaves. Like the guy just basically says, "Get out," but he doesn't. He's like, "Hey, would you show him to the door?" And the guy like looks like. It's so funny his look on his face at that point. Right, like, right. Okay. Yeah. So he goes out to the car and he knows he, he, this didn't go well. Yeah. You know. So he, the teacher knows this was not the outcome he was hoping for, and I think he sees the he, he goes out and he turns around and he sees like in the window like a shadow of him beating. Well, he he doesn't at this point. Oh right, right, He's right. Yeah. Very methodically putting things into his trunk. Yeah, and, yeah. Like yeah. I've never stood by my car as long as this guy has in my That's life. True. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, but anyway. So, and then the door starts jiggling, and the monster's hand comes on, like from a kid's perspective. Yeah. And it, when the when it goes to full light, the monster is David Allen Greer. No surprise, but the way yeah, they shot it. He pulls back his arm, and you see like monster the tattoo. tattoo. The tattoo says monster on yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, you go. Huh. Usually they don't draw that little like connection, but eh, they yeah, did in this one. Close enough. And he be- he proceeds to beat the shit out of the kid, and then he start- and the wife tries to intervene, and he beats the shit out of the wife. Right. And he's doing a lot of those uh like open palm fist. He's he must <laughs> Buddha palm. He's doing a lot yeah. of Buddha palm, which must have been easier for the stunt. Like I'm assuming the reason he was doing that was, or maybe he just didn't want to knuckle him. I don't know. I like. You never see well, violent, maybe not like, to leave marks. You know yeah, I mean? that's a good maybe idea. Something good, good call on that one. I never thought about it. Maybe that was a problem. So, deal. but anyway, he is. This is a very visceral, kind of a brutal domestic violence scene. At this point, you're no one even. No one's like, like, like laughing very much, even though this is kind of they keep it fairly lighthearted for some parts. This is one that kind of makes you cringe or a little uneasy because yeah. he is beating the hell out of his family. I mean, yeah. blood, they're they're bloodied, they're beaten, you know. And the teacher comes back in. Uh, when he sees this, he sees the, the, the silhouette in the window of, of this obvious beating, this beatdown. Uh, so he goes back in. And he doesn't hold his own so good. I mean, he... No, he, Greer's pretty tough. <laughs> this guy's, he's a good fighter. Yeah. I, I, I even commented on that. I was like, huh, he's a pretty good fighter. Because <laughs> like, he's like really taking on this family and this teacher... Without so much problem. Yeah, he's beating the crap out of all. Yeah, of and the teacher's getting some shots in, but I would say it's more like a seventy thirty. You know. Yeah, he's losing. He, he's given thirty, but he he's getting seventy percent to get it. You know. And now this is all in the kitchen, and the the beatings are going bad. And he she picks up a pan to hit him, and she, the the wife comes after the you know the, the David Allen Greer, and he you think she's gonna get him. He turns around and catches her mid thing, yeah. <laughs> palms her, picks her back up, and at this point he has the pan in his hand and she he's gonna kill her. Right. I mean, you know, this is pretty pretty much. Yeah, he's already end. he's already got the teacher laying on the ground all. Yeah, bloody. he took him out. No kid. The the kid's hiding under the table, pretty beaten up. The kid runs over, grabs the piece of paper that it, and the little green monster. The that monster he drew. that he drew. Yeah. And 
So he takes the little, so he takes the drawing of the monster, and this is actually pretty cool. I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes the the picture of the monster and he starts like folding it. And all of a sudden you cut to David Allen Greer and he's like his arms are like bending in like unnaturally or yeah. whatever. He takes it and makes the first crease and mid swing where where David Allen Greer was gonna hit a, a heavy cast iron pan across his wife's head, it bends backwards. Yeah. And I mean straight backwards like a piece of paper and you go, Ugh like you kinda cringe because you're like, Wow Yeah. And then this kid just starts he starts going to town on dissecting him. this guy. I mean, he know. basically leaves him like as like a, a, a mishmash on the ground, or uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like they, then they crumble this paper up, and he's. Now I hadn't noticed this, but uh, it was pointed out to me that because even during this, he's still like kind of getting lippy. Like he's still like I'll I'll, I'll get you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Names. Like he's not like even though he's this puddle of humanity, he's not giving up. And I didn't notice this till the last till someone pointed it out. He the the wife like smashes the heel down on the on the drawn monster in it and you see blood splatter on her ankle. As he's melting, he flips her off. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> I never yeah. I never noticed that, but he like this this melting unrepentant. guy unrepentant. He's like giving it a finger and it's like wow. And then well the, well, the, well the teachers then uh, well he's lying there as a mess and the teacher goes what are we going to do with him so the teacher has the idea here give me the uh, give me the the, the paper. paper yeah and he and he and he you know burns it on the stove yeah, and he has the kid he t- tells the kid to do it yeah so yeah, the kid yeah. destroys his monster and he burn it then they go back to Clarence Williams in and the funeral home the and, and you see that it's just this charred mess yeah and like, at that point <laughs> the, the the gangsters have now had. They don't want any part of this. And, and this is where they're kind of like, <laughs> look, just give us the shit and we got to get out of here, you know. Yeah. But they're not out of the woods yet, are they? No, well, no, we got some more story to go. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. And one of the things is, he goes, they go, are you for serious? He goes, yes! And they like jump straight <laughs> back like he's screaming at these, these thugs. And they pull out the, no, they don't pull out the gun on no, yet. No, no, not yet. Okay. So the next story was, they come over and he's playing with this weirdly made voodoo doll. Doll, yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, when I was thinking about this movie prior to watching it, this was the one I remembered the most, but I don't know why. It's not that it's my favorite, but it really stuck with me for some reason. Like, I knew this whole segment very clear when the other ones I kind of remembered. Right. And I don't know why. This isn't my favorite one. I don't have a thing that I'm scared about dolls or anything like that. But I just don't know why. It was mm. it was kind of an odd scene. This right, this, this yeah. story was kind of odd. So, so this is the uh this is the David Duke story. Yeah, this of is story. yeah, this is pulled right out of the headlines. So th- yeah, this was one that was the most Now, when this was made, this was big news. The, the the David, David Duke, Duke running for running uh, for what, was it president or was it or was it just uh, I think it Senate. was just I think it was Congress. just a congressman for okay congressman Alabama yeah. or someplace so, like so that. basically to, to take you back for those of you who don't know him, and he was KKK yeah David Duke was KKK and he and he was like the epitome of Grand Wizard guy yeah you know what I mean like and, and the audacity for him to run it was it made most people go like oh my god like how is this even a thing like how is and, it... and he had a chance <laughs> he had a chance and you're like are you kidding me you know like most every american was just like no this is this no this isn't real right this is a joke or like you didn't you thought it was like a, a hoax or f- funny but right it wasn't and of course that didn't come to fruition but this this character this story is straight out of the headlines this you know this guy wrote this looking at the tv and he's like uh-uh, mm-hmm. not in my tales from the hood. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so basically, there's this uber white guy living in a slave owner, an ex slave owner's house, and um, yeah, he's running for office. Yeah, he's something. running for office, and of course, there's protesters out front because he's acknowledged that he's KKK. Yeah, and um, and he also like he's living in a slave owner's house that. The slave owner went nuts, and and the day before they were emancipated, he he murdered all the slaves. Mm-hmm. Like he was a he was a landowner, or like a slave owner, and instead of letting them go free, he killed them. I don't know if a lot of that's true story or not. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know. know. I I mean I don't. Whatever. I mean anything's possible. Yeah, anything's know. possible, but I I wouldn't think so. So anyway, so, and he's kind of brushing it off, 
and he's working with this PR man. African-American. An African-American PR man to help save his image so he can win. Yeah, yeah. So you have kind of the Uncle Tom yeah, um, yeah, character, right. you know, who's who's going against his own people just for money. You know, and they even say $10,000 a week PR man. Right. And so he's sold out and he's trying to help this Cong- this KKK guy win, you know. And the story, the background story that the Crypt Keeper, how you get into this is he says, well, there was a voodoo woman that carved little dolls to hold the souls of the, the, the slaves that were massacred by the slave owner. And then that's then you flash forward to this guy. Who is just a scumbag, you know? Right, Corbin Burnson from L.A. Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that scumbag look on his yeah, face. Yeah, he was like, if you can think of, okay, close your eyes, think of the '80s, think of a businessman in the '80s with like a DeLorean and cocaine and suspenders, and that, that now open your eyes and that's what you're looking at, like you know, yeah, blonde, the '80s blonde, <laughs> like he probably has some ski racks on the top, yeah, you he's know, doing some coke. He's and like stuff. the '80s Uber guy, like he, he's, he's like Wall Street. <laughs> Scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Everything, every stereotype you could possibly mash into one thing. This is this guy. Yeah, you know? it's Corbin. So yeah, so Corbin is now like he's he's it's on the eve of not the eve but whatever. It's the very, election's getting close. It's close to the election. Yeah. And he's, he's, this guy is working with him. With he's videotaping. He's videotaping. Him, him to... Practicing, practicing how yeah. to be less defensive in front of the camera, which these guys all do. This is a very real thing. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, no doubt. That, that these guys we see on on the news are polished beyond belief, you know. So yeah, we got a presidential race going yeah. on. So. so this PR guy is is like, and he's saying this racist stuff and so nasty. And the guy's like, no, no, do it like me. And and then Corbin Burnson, 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 Burnson is it takes the camera and he's videotaping the PR guy, the black PR guy, and. As he's doing this, he's kind of walking backwards, looking at the camera. He falls down the, the steps stairs yeah. and kill and dies. And as Corbin Burnson like puts the camera down, one of those little dolls is at the top of the steps. Yeah, because yeah. they made a point of saying, "I looked." At, he made a point of saying in the beginning of the skit, "I looked everywhere for those things. I can't find them because I figured they'd be worth money." And don't remember, the, the, and don't forget, there's the painting of the woman with all the little dolls. Sitting down in a rocking chair with all the little dolls, and they look at it. I yeah, think they're before. talking about it. They're saying, "What is this?" Because in case you missed, and he my... wanted, and Corbin Burson wanted to paint over it. I haven't gotten a chance to paint over it yet. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Because that's almost like one of those things where they wrote it in. In case you were so enamored with Clarence Williams being insane, they're gonna retell you the kind of like uh, it's like the Cliff Notes version of what crazy yeah. Crypt Keeper said. In that, um, oh, you know, and and then Burson tells the story in a very short way Concise, in yeah. case you weren't paying attention or whatever you know right. so then they go oh okay so there's a the picture on the wall a mural on the wall of uh, the voodoo woman holding one of the slave dolls and then surrounded by yeah, hundreds a bunch of, them. of them yeah maybe a hundred not a hundred maybe 40 20, or 50 whatever. 30, whatever I like how different we are I started a hundred and you're like ah five and I'm like ah maybe 20 yeah maybe we'll, we'll get to a number at some point <laughs> exactly we'll settle on a number and then you know we'll be down with it yeah so uh, anyway, the guy the guy falls and he's dead. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Story over. No, <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one. <laughs> so uh, what is it? He's he's uh, the day after he's riding in the car. I yeah, think he goes right? to the funeral. He goes to the funeral. Yeah, and there's yeah. protesters yeah, still there's out Burnson's there. Yeah, Burnson goes to the funeral of of his PR guy. And there's one in particular, the guy with the hat, and he's like, <laughs> sorry, he's about like that. grizzled prospector. For some reason, like, yeah, this guy that's yelling around. First he's yelling around in front of the house. Then he's yelling around by the by the by the, the funeral. He looks like a 1870s prospector, but yeah, black. Right. Like he has like yeah. that turned up mule hat yeah, and the yeah. flannel. That's like I'm like, what the hell is a prospector doing here? Is there a gold rush in Alabama? I don't know about like. Yeah, that, that was one right. Like, he's telling him, you're gonna get it. You're not, you what are you doing living in that mansion? This and that yeah, and the other yeah, thing. Yeah. He's like he's like <laughs> he looks just like, he should have a pack mule. <laughs> and, and like one of those pitchforks on his shoulder, yeah, like right. that that would be that guy. Like you're like, wow. So um, so yeah, he gets he gets through with these guys at the funeral, and then he gets in the yeah. car, and he does he does the exact same line, um, as he's going as he's going towards the, after the funeral, as he as Corbin Bernstein's walking towards the limo to let you know that he is a seedy scum guy. 
yeah. he says the exact same thing that the PR the guy, PR guy before yeah. he died, and then and then um, yeah, but used his line like he used it in, like. And exactly his mannerisms. So it was like now. Now I think we forgot something too. When Corbin Burnson, when the guy fell down the stairs, remember Corbin Burnson was videotaping it, right. and he saw one of the little dolls. Yeah, he, yeah, like the camera. The as camera. He, as he put the camera down. Yeah, yeah. He caught it. So then, then now when he gets back in the car, there's a little doll inside the car. Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, it's the same guy, and he screams at the driver, "Did you put this in here?" And he's like, the driver's like angry as all get out. He goes. Yeah. Hell no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't let nobody in this thing. Like he's, yeah, he's very serious, angry limo driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was his one shot. You know, like he, if you looked at his credits up, it'd probably be like limo driver. That'd be it. That's his one shot. So yeah, he so, had to overact it. So they, they they take off and they throw the the little doll guy out of the out the window. Out they the just window, chuck him. Yeah. yeah. So. And now he's at his house by himself, and yeah. it's nighttime. But or is he by himself? Oh, or <laughs> is he? Yeah, right. Yes. And I forget now. How does he? The first one, oh, that one that he threw out the window of yeah. the car, ran all the way back home, and he knocks on the door. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And Corbin Burnson opens the door because he's hearing noises, and he called somebody to come over, and then he thinks it's them. Right. And he opens the door, and you hear the little pitter patter. And this is like the, uh, and this is becoming now the uh, trilogy of terror: Karen Black against the little voodoo doll episode from like back in the 70s where it's got the she's fighting the little the little evil voodoo doll oh okay I see I never saw that I didn't know that one yeah that's a great movie except that the, there's there's three stories that one the trilogy of terror one is great the other two pretty boring but uh, anyway I'll same, show it to you one same day. thing happened with National Lampoon's uh, Favorite Deadly Sins I never saw that it's a terrible movie but the one that um, the one that Anger by uh, Andrew Dice Clay is like one of my. Oh, that that's one cool. of my favorite thirty-minute rants I've ever seen in my life. It's basically just Andrew Dice Clay being insane and angry for thirty minutes, and he just gets angrier and angrier, and he dies, and he goes to hell, and he's like telling the devil, like, "Look at your ugly kid," and he's like making. Fun of it. <laughs> it's a, but anyway, so I gotta see that. Oh, it's insane! It is insane. All right. All okay, right. that's a YouTube. That isn't. Don't buy it. Oh my God, the other two are just. <laughs> dreadful but that one with Andrew Dice Clay is just wow okay well, so, Trilogy anyway, of Terror uh, yeah, back to Trilogy of Terror oh wait uh, back to Tales from the Hood Tales from so, the Hood okay so basically he did an homage to that story definitely. with this one you know definitely and uh, the, the the scared Corbin Burnson guy has a shotgun because he sees this thing he sees it's a little guy too. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like probably like the the, the raisin, a little bit bigger than the raisin guys from back in the day or whatever. You know, remember the California raisins, oh, those little yeah. those little turd I'm looking like, dudes I'm or like, whatever. Raisins? What what, you, what raisins are you talking about? <laughs> the California raisin guys. <laughs> I do remember. Okay, so the California raisin guy is sitting there on the on the. He turns around. He's on the step. He's sitting on the bottom step. And well, he's well dressed for yeah. Reason, but anyway, so he, and and then he like he throws a lamp at him. And then, but he's not there then. Yeah, right. Those so. and it breaks, and he's just like he has okay. the move of a running back. I mean, that little thing can like he's a running back. Yeah, he's like Emmett Smith yeah. Jr. <laughs> he's like juking, and so anyway, yeah. now Bernstein's like really freaking out. He's, he's on freaking. he's on full freak out at mode at this point, and I'm thinking, okay, you're a rich guy, just go stay at a hotel. Hey, just but, get the hell out of yeah, there. But, get in your car yeah. now. But so he gets a again. Sh- we have to for you know, we have to get the plot going in the right direction. So you yeah. can't do something logical. Right. So he gets a shotgun and immediately misses the first shot and then drops the shells like he's so panicked yeah. he's dropping shells and I'm like And why would it be in the house by himself? You know, why wouldn't he have some of his people there too, you know? Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was big whole big huge mansion. But at any rate, you know yeah. the story must progress. <laughs> so yeah, so um what's oh yeah, he uh, he he does, he's, he doesn't not sure if he kills him or not. But then he looks at the painting and the painting's missing. The main one. The main guy. Yeah. And he freaks out. Now he's like, uh oh. He's in he's in pure scene chewing mode now. <laughs> he's rivaling Clarence Williams right now. His eyes are bugging <laughs> he's out. Spiriting Clarence Williams the third oh through my. his insanity. Yeah. So he sees that that's missing and he's like flipping out. So then what does he he doesn't he get the the American flag and he like. He throw he beats he the painting. No, 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 no. He beats the painting first of the lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, the voodoo lady. When he and when it puts on, she's bleeding. And then he turns around, and they're all there. And they're all there. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, they're all there, and they're coming for him. And he, he clutches the American flag, and he kind of slumps down the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the the 
the subtle hiding behind the American flag. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me tie this le- this message around this board and beat you with it. Yeah. Message. <laughs> yeah. Social commentary. Subtle symbolism. Wait, wait, stop hitting me with that subtle symbolism. I, I'm bleeding out of my ears. Subliminal. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. So in uh, case you didn't get it, yeah, you know. So basically, the voodoo dolls won. Yeah, they eat them. Yeah, they eat them. And you know what? At this point, I'm like, even if it was like 50 to 1, I'd put money on me. Like, if there was 50 little dolls and me, yeah, I'd still bet on me. Like, yeah. I, I don't think, that'd be like if you could, like if there was like a, fe- a football field of kids and they were all running at you, I'd, like, I'd bet on me. It's I'd, like it's like 20 Gumbies with little, but they have little sharp teeth though from what it looks I like at the end. I could punch a lot of little things. I know, yeah, I know. step <laughs> on them too, <laughs> Just you keep know? punching and punching. It'd be like beating up kids. I could beat up a lot of kids yeah, before they yeah. overpower me, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you'd have a good <laughs> chance, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was kind of like, eh. But, again, this wasn't my favorite section, but for some reason it, it was interesting. really stuck with me. It was like, I mean, the, the thing with the woman and the paintings, I think at the end is the, aren't the, all the, the little creatures or or the painting doesn't have them anymore. Yeah, they whited all, them all, out. Yeah, they're all gone. It reminded me a little bit of an Alfred Hitchcock episode or something yeah, like it that. It was good. I mean, Yeah, it was all right. So, now the fourth one is Crazy K. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I have to look him up. Hold on, I'm going to stop because I have to look up who this guy was. I hope they have his stats, because I swear this dude was three foot tall and 18 pounds. He was not much bigger than the little the voodoo dolls. He was like one of the little who's down in Whoville. Yeah. Not too small, not too... Okay, hold on. Okay, so I just looked it up. Lamont Bentley played Crazy K. Now, it, it lists him at five foot eight. <laughs> I'm not buying that, unless they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jordan as the orderlies that were carrying him around, because... He came up to like their belly button or you know like yeah, their mid abdomen, like yeah. and this guy was small. Yeah. Now it shows also shows on IMDb that he had a very short life. He only lived to 2005, and he was born in 1973. Yeah, so, so that's like, a young what, dude, man. Like 30 something. Yeah, 38, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, every most everyone remembers Crazy K because yeah. he is he plays the most sadistic like street thug gangster that I've ever seen portrayed on on TV. So Crazy K is this tiny little dude that just he's killed like people all over the place and he he has a little K shaved into his head. Which yes. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there was a period, a very sad period in American history where shaving things in your head was like cool. That was a sad time. It was a bad time. Yeah. But so this represents, you know, Crazy K is this tiny little gangbanger and he is Running the streets, as they say. You know? Yeah, he's definitely like he's he's cruising in his whatever pimp yeah. mobile. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and he most of the time like he goes up and shoots this one guy. Well, he's a rival, isn't he? Now the guy doesn't even know what the hell. He's like, hey, what's going on? Turn off those lights. Oh yeah. And he's so angry, he doesn't even talk. He just shoots, and the guy's like, why? So yeah. anyway, yeah. So that's just to show you how crazy. Yeah, he and is. and yeah, they they really go into that. Make sure you don't. You really understand he's crazy. Yeah, in case there's any doubt, he kicks a puppy, he throws a kitten against the wall, and he shoots like a nun. And yeah, then, he beats then, his mom. And then and you're then, like, wow, this guy's really crazy. And then he goes and buys lottery tickets. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my and God. And when he doesn't win, he shoots the dealer of the lottery like, tickets. No, no, just buying lottery tickets means that you're crazy. So he's crazy. <laughs> so, okay, we, we got it. He's nuts. Yeah, he's crazy. And they catch him and they put him in jail. Now, this whole No, wait, wait, wait. He shoots. He shoots. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. Tell, tell the rest of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he he goes and he sees a, a rival dude, right? Well, he shoot. Yeah, he shoots the first guy. He shoots guy. the rival. And then, like, as he's out, uh, do three guys, three other thug guys. Three guys see this, that his home, their homie just got shot. And they're starting to kick his ass. And yeah, yeah. And getting ready to kill him. And then, then then somebody comes in and breaks it up. That's right. Very and then, good. Yeah. And, and then we cut to the, uh, the hospital. In jail. Well, at first he's in jail doing... Ab, jail. ab crunches and being like yeah. the angriest guy in the world. Yeah, and jail is a place to to you know work out. It's a yeah. good place to work, get get buff and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's you better know. than like a twenty four hour. I'm pretty uh, sure all the. I'm pretty sure like illegal steroids are very easy to get in jail. So you oh know, yeah, like, yeah, they probably make them there actually. <laughs> you know, twenty four hour fitness. How would that go to jail and get your buff body? Apparently. So anyway. So the, we digress. And now the world's angriest woman comes. The world's angriest black woman, Rosalind Cash, who's in, in who's in old uh, black exploitation movies. I can't think of which one she was in, but I know huh. 
she was in some. I'm thinking Abby, one of those like Black Exorcist things oh, or something okay. like, like that. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but she's 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 been around for a while since the early she, 70s. She was the black woman in Omega Man. And Buck, yes, that's right. And Buckaroo Banzai. That's it. Yeah, Omega Man. Yeah. So okay, she's been she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, tons of stuff. Okay. Yeah, tons. Yeah, Rosalind Cash. Yeah. So basically, and she is, you know, she's like ready to kick some ass. She's yeah. she's taking nothing from this guy. She's like, if you want to get out, you come and in, come into our experimental, um, uh, anger management. Anger, thing. yeah. Well, and and then you're basically doing a Clockwork Orange on them. They're yeah. trying to deprogram. Yeah, they're them. deprogramming him, and then you can get out. Yeah. And they they. They carry him. He's not walking. They're literally carrying him. Those two gigantic uh, guards are carrying him, and they throw him into a, which is a sec one of another one of my favorite scenes. Uh, they throw him in a cage, an, a side of a neo-Nazi, and this guy is again. He is scary. Mm-hmm. Like he's white supremacist talking about killing all all black folk and everything. He is scary. Right. Like, this guy's performance. You you're watching it. You're like. God is this damn. guy really a... this guy is insane like he's like he's that level of the of the white supremacist and yeah. um through this whole thing he's like listen i'll spare a few black folk after i kill them all and those will be my slaves and you seem like you know if you're on board with being in my, in my army i'll let you live and you can be my slave yeah and the and he and crazy k of course punches him through the bars and then uh he does this odd thing where he spits his own blood on his face and he just starts laughing he's like oh, i like you He's like, let me ask you something. What color were all the people that you killed? Yeah, right. And he doesn't. Crazy K doesn't answer, and then he goes, "I thought so." Yeah. You're like, he basically this, this just like this me. insane guy's like, you're just like me. And then, uh, then it flashes forward to Rosalind Cash, and they have him in this overly elaborate, strange. It's almost like the pit in a pendulum or something. Yeah, and they're putting on this very odd stuff, and they're doing very weird things to him while they're strapping him on the tables with. Rubber gloves and those. Yeah, it has a. They were going for a good look. I don't think they pulled it off, but they tried. It has a, a medieval torture chamber slash. Uh, yeah, S&M, a mad doctor S and M thing kind of going on, but kind of going on. They're showing. They're spinning him around really fast and like a centrifuge kind of thing, while he's strapped down, and they're showing him like violence against. Yeah, some of that was kind like, of rough. Like, yeah, the old pictures of lynchings, lynchings and hangings and, and, and gang like that. violence. And then they showed clips of him supposedly killing people yeah. and stuff like that. And then they throw him into a... After that, he's still kind of all thug life. They put him on this big chair and dump him into a, a de- sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah, chamber, yeah. And basically he starts envisioning all the people he's wronged. Yeah, that's right. And like, you know, like, like everyone's kind of coming forward and going like, "Why'd you shoot me?" And he's and like, they all got like, you know, like uh, bullet holes, bullet holes, and brains right. sticking out. And it's all mostly. And then like one of them that was really rough was like a little girl. He's yeah, like, little girl. "What about me? I was just playing." And he's like, you know, he starts saying like, "Bullets don't have no name." I didn't. He he never says I'm sorry, and he never yeah, apologizes. Right. You know, and it it's quickly becoming apparent as this scene's unfolding. Shit ain't working. Well, yeah, it's not working. But also, this is almost an obvious metaphor for Rosalind Cash is an angel giving him his last redemption. If yeah. he if he makes his redemption, he's cool. he can go to heaven. Yeah. And if he doesn't, which he doesn't, he's going elsewhere. So this is the whole. She's trying to offer redemption. She's not being kind about it, but she is an angel of mercy, saying, "If you redeem yourself, if you if you say you're sorry, or if you if you repent your ways, you'll get into heaven." But he takes he breaks free, takes a nurse by hostage, and at that point she's like, "Okay, well, looks like you can't be saved." Flash forward to the right. street, the light kind of illuminates. This is back, so this is all almost like in his head, but. It, you know, it was. You have to imagine it's another plane. Yeah, we cut back to the scene where he's where he's laying them. on the ground. Yeah. And at this point, you can see the faces of the people who who are beating the hell out of him, and it's the three guys that are in the funeral home. Funeral home. It's Thug then, Life, Polo yeah. Guy, and Scaredy Cat Guy. <laughs> and then they kill him. Yeah, they shot him. They and then and then so they are the ones that killed him. So now you know that they're the ones that killed right. him. Right. And. He and now they go back to the funeral home. It flashes back to the funeral home, and they know that, that he's got the Clarence shit. Williams knows. 
yeah, that yeah. he killed him because he knows for some reason he knows all this stuff, and they start they they like <laughs> the, the the head thug guy um, belts Clarence Williams across the face with his pistol, and he 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 like he, he turns his head really hard and he goes. Whoa! <laughs> he like shakes and like laughs. He's like his eyes get bigger and his like is a gap tooth and he like goes, Whoa! and he shakes. He's like, ah, ah. like it, like he enjoyed that, you know. And they're like kind of really freaking out and they're like at this point they're like enough. Yeah, get we need the shit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you'll be knee deep in shit. Like that's one of his. There's like all these lines in here that are just the most epic lines ever, and. <laughs> So he says, you'll be knee-deep and shit. It's just this way. Because at this point, now they have Clarence Williams at gunpoint. Yeah. And they're going to kill him. And they're like, no, let's get the let's get the shit first. You know, the drugs. And then, and then he goes, uh, he takes him back and he's like, they're in here. Yeah, yeah. So he takes him down to the, um, to the, 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 the basement. It's like the, the basement of the funeral. The, the basement, you know, underground, getting everything. And as he's walking, he's just gently touching the, the light bulbs and they're illuminating. Yeah, right. So right. you're kind of going, huh. So he's like, he's <laughs> like the shit's in the, one of these boxes here. So he goes, yes, there's your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the three guys. Now, if you don't understand what's happening by this point, you're hopeless. You're hopeless, but also you might want to stop and then watch the movie. Then you can come back and hear the, the spoiler. Because the spoiler is, this ain't no funeral home. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so Clarence Williams, they open they open up the, the, the caskets and it's them laying them in there. Laying and they're like, what is this shit? And they're like yelling around and they're like kind of freaking out. And that's when he says that line I just said. This ain't no funeral home. And then he transforms into like the devil, kind of like remember like the movie Legend with Tim Curry. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It becomes like. Legend. Like. You're like, are you Legend? Where's Tom Cruise? Kill that son of a. No. Yeah. And, then he's, and then that was one of the parts I was kind of like, mm, if they redid it, that would look a lot better, you know. Yeah. But yeah. and and then they they they're writhing in hell. Like so that was the ending. Was like this whole thing was just the devil. Had extra time, and he was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'm not busy on this Thursday. I'm gonna just torture some folk that are coming in." Like, which, you know? which, which honestly, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give away something here. Which is honestly, it's almost exactly like the first Tales from the Crypt movie from the '70s. We'll have to do that one. It's almost that's exactly a, that's like a good it. one. That's really good. Yeah, but, yeah. So basically, you know, and that very good story. Tight. I, I I liked it a lot. I really. This is one of those that I just enjoyed since I saw it the first time. I've enjoyed it watching it, you know, and, um, the big reveal is he's the devil and you just don't get that kind of service. Like, like if I die and go to hell, I don't, I probably will just get processed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I won't, I'll just be like, Oh, whatever. You know, you're not going to get that kind of hands on welcome to hell. Cause it's yeah. corporate now. It's not, so, yeah, it's no. not so mom and pop as it used to be in no. the nineties, you know? So I don't expect that kind of high level of service from the devil. No, 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 so. no, 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 I have a, a a film question for you. Would you consider this black exploitation? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Not at all. I mean, there's nothing exploitative about it. I, well, I mean, it's just a horror movie. It's a straight up horror movie, and it's well written. It's too well written to be a black exploitation, I think. Well, what, are, what are your thoughts about it? I mean, well, I kind of, I kind of like lump it in a little bit because it's like it's still got the well exploitation in the sense of it's a horror movie. They got the gore. They got all the, you know, the stylistic aspects of it. And it's not too gory. No, it's not too gory. And it's also not too tongue-in-cheek funny either. No, which, it, which I like. They they kind of, they did something rare in that it wasn't clownish and it wasn't too over-the-top gory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's one of the things I really think very fondly of this movie because either it's usually goofy and stupid or too, too a little bit too heavy-handed. Right. You know? Now, of course, black exploitation. Did delve into horror with like I think Abby and there was a few others, but this movie's the only difference that I see. Even though Shaft was a pretty big budget, was this movie had some bucks behind it. It wasn't $6 like dollars. Yeah, it wasn't like um, That's a lot of know, money back it wasn't now. like American International Pictures presents uh, Rudy Ray Moore in uh, you know <laughs> Rudy uh, Ray Moore. <laughs> I had the a, box set <laughs> in Dolomite or something. I had like the Dolomite that. box set. Which is greatness, by the way. <laughs> exactly. All right. At this point, we're getting close to the length of the actual movie, so we'll guys still have to wrap it up. Okay. I'm gonna say, of course, you've heard my admiration. 
watch it. Watch it with a bunch of friends because I swear you you, you like you and your friends would be cracking up, like making jokes, laughing, kind of to me this is one of the one of the rare movies that I say if you watch it with a group that's like kind of into this kind of movie, you'll have like a ball. You'll like laugh and clown and you know, like if you watch something like Godzilla with friends or like a kung fu movie with friends, it's a fun event. Right. You know, you, you you don't have to observe every little thing. It's not an important homage or an important work of literary you know genius that you have to pay attention. It's just a fun movie. Well, yeah. you see, it's a fun movie, but there was those scenes where they show him the lynchings and all that. That was a real kind of like you know downer. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and then and then the whole child abuse thing was kind of a downer too. So it does have the fun parts to it, but there is there well, are there are, real, are a message. These are real things. Yeah, these I mean, are real things that are going on in in you know in, in, the, in America. Yeah. yeah. So so it does delve into something like that, and it and it's not as. Exp- it is exploitive, but it kind of gets a little serious at times. But, mm. but for the performance of Clarence Williams and like <laughs> that <I> alone. <laughs> so, w- w- would you? Okay, you've heard my review. Would you suggest friends to watch it? Would you? How would yeah, you I would say it? I would say give it a shot if you can find it. Again, I think I think we're specializing in movies you can't find. Yeah, so. I know we're gonna have to go mainstream one of these days. Nah, uh, good point. Why the hell would we do that? They all suck. Nah, you guys go look out for this stuff. You'll find it somewhere. Okay, so what are we doing next week? We gotta wrap up. We're kind of long here. What are we gonna do next? I think week? we're gonna. I think I want to do Blood Freak, the worst movie ever made, and I want to stand by that. Worse than Mano's Hands of Fate. Okay. Worse than Mano's Hands of Fate. I think so. Worse in a good way. Cue it up, brother. I'm on board. It, so man. next week we will be doing Blood Freak. Blood free. Filmed in Miami. Oh. And you know it's got to be bad. <laughs> Is Doris Wishman a producer? No, oh. no. Brad Grinter, even okay. just as great. Just as great as Doris Wishman. All right. Well, in one of these weeks I'm going to talk you to doing some pinky violence. Oh, no doubt. Sex yeah. and Fury will be on oh, deck yeah. soon. Okay. Two so of my favorite things, Sex and Fury. Next week, we will look forward to hearing us talk about Blood Freaks. <laughs> Filmed in Miami Vision. With a, with a turkey head monster. Why wouldn't there be one? And pot.